RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Thursday night live stream. Excited to connect. Looking forward to sharing with you some thoughts on what's going on. Is there a decoupling of the world structure, monetary structure? Are nations going rogue? Let's talk about that today. And so welcome. Hope everyone's doing well. Getting started a little bit late. Had to grab some information on my side and get some things set up. So um, hope everyone's doing well. Looking forward to having a chance to hear from you guys as always. So want to make sure that uh, the phone lines are available this evening. So everything should be good. I'll check and make sure my volume's on so I can hear everybody when the phone does ring. But um, it looks like and I'm trying to read. I'm trying to navigate these waters and understand what's going on. Is this a distraction or is this literally something uh, happening behind the scenes as far as some nations going uh, rogue as far as them abandoning ship or going against the globalist agenda to focus on the development of CBDCs instead of uh, what looks like the free market or possibly the allure of nations wanting to do their own thing by going towards a decentralized cryptocurrency, i.e., Bitcoin. So we're going to talk about that. And so welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host. Looking forward to connecting with you. If we have any new viewers tuning in right now, I want to definitely hear from you. Let me know where you're watching from in the chat. And then when the phone lines open, 313-462-0027 is the number where you can call to let your voice be heard. And so I'm going to do some things on my end here. I'm going to uh, do some maintenance and whatnot real quickly. And then I'll jump to some articles, share my thoughts. And then also let me Actually, now that I think about it, there's an article that I meant to grab that I did not. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And because uh, I think this kind of plays into what I want to touch on. Uh, and we go from there. Let me see if I can grab this article real quick because it, it, it just came to mind because uh, I wanted to make sure I touch on this because I think this plays into what possibly is going on with all this stuff happening. Let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can find this article real quick. Okay bet copy open this link okay so i did find the link okay so i'm gonna make sure i bring this up because i'm curious to get your guys thoughts on it and then we'll make it work so anyway welcome to the live stream you check in real quick oh uh, we got inglas potter travel hotter as magrintes magrintes hi from bc canada faith we got l walk we got nacho fool we got dude boy uh what else we got here l low blood pressure we got l walk daryl's in the building uh, Tribulation Prepper, we got Jay, we got Luke, Witcher Works, uh, Excalibur in the building, we got Creo, the Lone Traveler from FEMA Region 5. <laughs> okay, we got Simon, uh, we got Russell against Flesh and Blood, no doubt. We got David from Arizona. Okay, a nice amount of people here, man. Appreciate everybody for taking time to join me. And um, yeah, let's jump right in. So let me actually get to these articles real quick, and then I'm going to come through, throw, thumb through all these articles as best I can real quickly, and then we'll keep moving. So all right, want well, to make sure I rec- make sure I recognize or acknowledge where everything can be found at the source. And so rethinkingthedollar.com, I want to encourage everybody, if you're new to the channel, definitely visit there. I have articles covering everything. All the work that I've done over the last several years can be found there, whether it be the university page or the, the free downloads, you name it. And of course, you can get your weight up there as well. I encourage you to do that. And if you're new to all of this, I want to tell you to go to the very bottom. Uh, step one, out of, step, out of five steps to unplugging from the matrix, number one, testing your dollar IQ. See where you stand at as far as some of the history, historical journey points of what we call the dollar. And so far to date, it's still under 60% on average, which means I have a long way to go or we have a long way to go because I'd encourage everybody that's watching this 
copy that link, send it to a family or friend member, let them test themselves and see where they're at. It'll make the conversation easier on how people can understand what's going on here when we got $8 trillion balance sheet of the Federal Reserve and it can't go down. It can only go up because if it goes up, it's going to destroy the currency. If it goes down, it's going to destroy the currency. So no way out. it's no way out of it other than people taking the opportunity to get physical, to get real tangible things, to protect yourself as best as you can. And it starts with uh, basically realizing there's some things you don't know. So uh, definitely take a, take advantage of that if you would like to. And then also during the week middays, Wednesday, we have the RTD Hangout off air. And so for those that are interested in joining the group, I encourage you to do so. If you want to join me face to face and hang out a little bit, that's available to you as well. OK, let me keep it moving right along here. Uh, let me see. Next thing I want to make sure I remind everybody, connect with RTD off of YouTube. We have all those sources here. We got Telegram. We got the Discord page, which is the most popular one as of now. And of course, the website. And then if you guys want to join the email list, I want to make sure you guys know where that's at as well. And just put your email address in there. I'll give you the whole week in advance. And then also today I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm actually starting a text line to where I'll send off a, a text right before we go live so everybody can get notified. So I think that'll be the easiest way because to this day, I'm still getting emails from people saying, hey, Mike, I didn't get notified. And so, I, you know, trusting the trusting the notification bell, it will let you down. It's just it, it works for some. And I think the algorithms pretty much they basically will notify people who have who've shown up the most more than likely. But if you've been gone for a couple of days or forgot about me, or I wasn't in your news feed, they're not going to notify you. So uh, definitely, if you guys are interested, uh, join that email list. And I actually put that on the screen or the text uh, feature that I'm trying to roll out and just, you know, see what it looks like, see how it feels. So if anybody's interested, join the RTD text line, you know, always get notified by me. Text RTD to 866-521-8277. Let's see how that goes. It should be able, uh, should be something that works well for people to get notified. So, okay, so let's jump right in. Um, as always, I appreciate everybody taking time for me. Hit that thumbs up button, show your support. Hopefully that'll notify some more people if the algorithms want to recognize it. But uh, once again, having over 30,000 people and less than 5% actually get a chance to get notified or see the videos. Uh, I got a long way to go as far as helping people get plugged in. So let's jump right in. I want to actually touch on um, what I think uh, is very interesting because right now what I, what I'm, what I'm recognizing and not quite sure how to see where this is heading. Time will tell, but we all knew well before now the globalists, those that are trying to orchestrate this entire great reset from the World Economic Forum to all the other non-official government entities, the IMF, the BIS, the World Bank, ideally located out of Washington, D.C. or do business through D.C., they've been throwing out the concept of the SDR. That was put into place shortly thereafter the whole Bretton Woods agreement uh, was signed by all the nations and that was the initial way that they wanted to transfer us, meaning the world, out of the dollar and into something else that was labeled as a, a reserve asset that people can trust. Because once again, once Nixon axed the, the gold standard, that right there was meant to alleviate the, even thinking about gold amongst the globalist agendas of, of steering us towards our one world currency. And then the SDR was supposed to be the replacement. And of course, we've watched how Janet Yellen has come into play saying that the U.S. needs to step up and you know, allocate more funds to the SDR pool so that uh, they can provide help to all the nations that are heavily indebted. And so beyond needing debt relief, uh, 
They also want to provide loans in the form of SDRs, which basically is just a basket of all the dying currencies already. But that was what the, the globalists, the, the, the people were trying to steer this whole crash, what they wanted to do initially. But it looks like some nations have chosen to go against that. So we got three what is being positioned as comp three competitors in this uh, store for uh, value, as well as the instruments that are going to be used for the days ahead, whether it be the SDR, which was already predetermined to be the global reserve asset that every nation was supposed to adopt to. And then you have the you have gold, which has historically been something that the world has always turned to. And China and Russia have been leading the way with making that something that they were keep as a reserve. And then you have Bitcoin. And so within the last 10 years, especially within the last two days, Bitcoin has become an official legal tender for a country and the IMF isn't too happy. And so I want to jump right into that right now. And then also, actually, but before I do that, I want to stick to the script. Let me uh, let me stick to the script. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But real quickly, I thought this was interesting because as of now, we know G7 nations are meeting. And uh, I thought this was very, you know, I, I, it caught my eye. It says, Francis Macron urges D G7 to sell gold reserves to fund bailout for Africa. And so here's the thing. Why would Africa, the most naturally wealthy piece of land on this planet need a bailout. Oh, other than the fact that they've been overly, <laughs> overly indebted with federal reserve notes and they're not able to make payments. And so therefore they need to provide a, provide an extra lifeline to all these indebted nations so that they can make do on just the interest of the debt that they owe. Never, never, ne nevertheless touching the principle but just the fact that Macron, who, of course, is a globalist puppet. Uh, and also, did you, did you guys see how he got slapped up in this little picture here? Some people say it was a setup. Some people say not. He's actually too close to the group for it not to be a setup. So you know, we'll see. But that person right there, as you guys can see, laid a nice one on his face. Whether it was real, whether it's not, I don't know. It just was it, it was interesting to see Mac, Macron get slapped. And so it could be taken two ways. Either it was a setup. And he's going to use that to crack down on the on the French people more, or it's a you know a real citizen that just pissed off and thought they would just lay one on his face real quick. So Macron officially got pimp slapped, and so I put that on the uh, Twitter, and I thought that was something that was appropriate. <laughs> so anyway, just to go down a little, just a little bit more. So give you an idea what's going on. Uh, the G7 nations are meeting, and and so it looks like. Um, French President Macron was uh, back at work today, making headlines in his latest press conference. And so ultimately, he's quoted saying the peculiarity of Africa is that it does not have the financial means today to protect and to revive its economy like all other continents have done. French, you know, whatever, whatever said on the radio it says world finance chief agreed in April to boost reserves. And of course, Jenny Yellen was a part of that for the IMF by six hundred and fifty billion. So every nation pony up their individual currencies to put into this pot and then they'll divvy out more globalist IOUs and extend a debt servancy freeze to help developing countries deal with the current health, you know, the whole pandemic. Although only 34 billion will be allocated to Africa. And then France quote, France wants this to be, to go much further by reallocating SDRs that are scheduled to for developed countries and official French president or whatever. Macron has said that he believes Africa, check this out. Africa needs a new deal. Quote, quote, unquote, New Deal 
to give the continent a breath of fresh air. And so when I saw the words New Deal, I'm like, oh, I remember that. New Deal basically is a globalist way of saying we need to pile on a new form of debt to try to cover up the old debt so that we can keep them in ball and chain for that much longer type of New Deal. Because think about the last New Deal we had here was the creation of Social Security system. And actually, they confiscated the gold and all the other programs that came from the government when new deals are struck. And so how do you pay for this? And today he called on G7 nations to find an agreement as part of the efforts to reallocate a hundred billion in IMF special drawing rights to Africa. So basically, sell your gold and put the funds into debt IOUs and then lend those to African nations that are already heavily indebted and that will do what? Right. Well, it won't do nothing but further hurt those nations when we're actually what they need to do. Africa needs to break off from the globalists. But of course, that never happened. We know how that goes out. But anyway, so the IMF is in the news today. IMF is in the news today because they're not happy with what's going on. Every nation is supposed to be lock and step with a push for uh, 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 domestic central bank digital currencies, which is for starters, those are the new, that's the new issuance of a rebranded version of currency for the people. And then the governments of those nations are supposed to be able to take some of their funds and put it towards the SDR baskets. And then they're going to use SDRs as reserve currency units to continue on this debt enslavement through just paper and debt created out of thin air. But with um, the IMF, with the IMF uh, and El Salvador getting out of pocket, as some would probably say, El Salvador's Bitcoin bill raises issues, says the IMF spokesperson. So here we have the IMF person basically saying that, hold on a second, this is just not going to work. This is probably not a part of the plan or wasn't part of our agenda. Let's talk. And so as of today, the IMF uh, chairperson, give or take one of their spokesmen, Mr. Gary Rice said an organization is following developments in El Salvador closely ahead of a meeting with the nation's officials on Thursday. So today the IMF was meeting with some of the officials of El Salvador. And so this is another one of those testing moments where we're going to find out if this whole Bitcoin legal tender movement done by President Naive is legit, because if he caves, then we know it's all show. But if he stands his ground, he won't be president law. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You know what usually happens when people go against the grain. So we'll find out how legit this is. But then again, one thing I wanted to touch on today that really got me thinking as to whether or not this naive guy is sincere. Now, if he's real, is the fact that earlier in May, let me pull this up here. And this is the article that I wanted to grab. Let me uh, grab this article here. And so this article here, let me let me see if I can find it. Where is it at? This article here is something that made me question. Did Mr. Naive, the president, really take matters into his own hands and piss off the wrong people or piss off some people? And so this was an article because somebody in the, in the in the community mentioned it during the, one of the comments. Didn't Harris go to El Salvador? Excuse me. And I'm like, yeah, she did go to El Salvador. So I'm thinking, like, oh, well, let me see what happened. And so here, Kamala Harris rejects actions of the president of El Salvador. And so it looks like that when Kamala Harris went there and she was disturbed. And so it looks like the U.S. attorney general is concerned with the level 
uh, of democracy and the threat against democracy by president there who actually fired what looks like a, probably a couple of uh, installed government puppets there that he decided to let go. So it says Washington is concerned. Let me zoom in a little bit so you guys can see what I'm saying. It says, let me get rid of this here. It says, get out of here. It says Washington is concerned about El Salvador's democracy and independent judiciary is uh, vital to a healthy democracy and a strong economy. Harris tweeted. It says U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken also reacted to Bukele's, if I'm saying it correctly, decision to remove Salvadorian Attorney General. It says we urge President Bukele not to interrupt in El Salvador's democratic democratic path. Oh, give me a second. Respect with the separations of power, defend the press, and support the private sector. So all the things that the U.S. has been known for spreading around the world, it looks like Nayib President has decided to go against that, according to the U.S. So what 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 came to mind when I saw that was perhaps there is a chance that the president decided to step aside and leave the globalist agenda and pursue his own pathway. And he had to let go of a couple people. He let go of a couple uh, puppets that was installed in his administration that he didn't want no longer want there. And I ruffled the feathers of the U.S. So perhaps Mr. Naive is uh, breaking tail with the agenda and going his own way. Hence the idea of this whole Bitcoin becoming legal tender now. But the IMF met today, so we'll see what happens with this. But it looks like El Salvador was looking to secure or to restructure. I think it was one billion dollar loan with the IMF. And so creditors to El Salvador are really concerned right now. And so we'll see how this plays out. But my first my first look at all this was that, you know, perhaps this could be something sincere, something genuine where he's concerned with his people. Time will tell. But here's another article here. It says IMF plans to meet with El Salvador's president, potentially discussing move to adopt Bitcoin. And then it goes on talk here about the debt and things like that and how we'll see how that all plays out. But time will tell. And then here's something else I thought was very interesting. Treasury says tax gap to balloon to seven trillion over the next decade calls for beefed up IRS. So ultimately, the Treasury who have made a lot of cuts over the last couple of years. What they're trying to say now is if Congress doesn't come through with some funds and pass Biden's most recent, was it $2 trillion, whatever the last agreement that they're still voting on, if they don't pass that, the IRS will not be able to audit all the individuals that are evading taxes. It'll make it very difficult to collect uh, all the potentially, potentially uh, potential taxes revenue that they would not receive due to them being short staff and not having the technology. And it could equate to up to $7 trillion within a decade or so. And so that, that type of figure they throwing out there is basically saying that if you don't give us our billions, we won't be able to bring back to you $7 trillion. So you better believe that uh, they're going to definitely use that because basically IRS and, and they're using this whole excuse that we need funds to go catch those people who are evading taxes. But ultimately, you know who this is all about. It's all about the crypto space, all the people in the digital asset space that are not able to be seen on the surface. They need technology. They need, as Janet Yellen mentioned, using AI and the algorithms to better help them keep track of everything and everybody to collect their fair share of taxes. So um, very interesting times there. And then here's something else in regards to SDRs. It says currency values in terms of special drawing rights. So here's a breakdown of what the SDR basket consists of as of today. And so all the nations that 
have skin in the game. All the nations that have put up some currency units to the IMF to create this basket, it gives their share there, as it says here, they're reciprocal of the sum of the dollar's value as well as their currencies. And so Chinese yuan, euro, Japanese yen, UK, US dollar. And as of now, the currency units per SDR for the US dollar, it's 69 cent. So basically 69 cent is the, so one SDR would equate to roughly 69 cent or vice versa in an exchange rate for the SDR. And so clearly this is released as of today. This is what they are actually wanting to continue to push forward. But could Bitcoin be disrupting things? We will see. IMF completes first review of Afghanistan's economic reform program. So every nation that has borrowed from the IMF since its inception, good, a good, maybe, maybe probably about a definitely more than 50 or so Argentina, all the Central American countries, all the nations that are indebted to the IMF. They're in the process now of needing a restructuring of their debt. And this right here plays into the SDR because it'll make it easier for them to literally transfer account balances out of dollars over to SDRs and it's still roughly equal to same, but it's just called something different. And the world literally is supposed to step up to the plate and respect the SDR as the chosen next reserve currency, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case if the way things play out. And the reason I say that is because um, the allocation of the, you know, of the, of the SDRs and the increased love by certain nations with gold makes it very difficult because I would imagine the Belt and Road Initiative done by China, as well as the Euro-Asian deal with Russia and all their surrounding countries, the SDR is not a part of their plans. They'll participate with it up to a point, but it's not a part of their plans because they will not have a big enough say in how that whole organization runs. So therefore, gold is still on the table as a disruptor. And of course, China and Russia probably have the most gold. So we're going to have a lot of competition in the next year or two. And this is going to get real ugly, I believe, because if this is a genuine disruption with the legalization, legal tender status of Bitcoin by El Salvador and all the countries that are coming. And then we got Russia and China looking to do what they're looking to do using gold as the anchor. And then you got the globalists that want to stick to the script with SDRs. It won't play out well. It won't play out well. So we're going to see what's going to win. But also we know. The best thing for we the people is what you can really feel in your hands. And it happens to be, and of course, I got a little silver nugget here, but this little eagle right here, this is what you can hold and feel in your hands. Anything else are all well, derivatives in a sense or other people's liabilities ultimately because you got to depend on the networks. You got to depend upon uh, central banks. You got to depend on banks. Yeah, not when you actually hold something in your hand. Even if you just got one of these things, uh, it's not bad because it's yours. Even if the market crashes, uh, it's still in your hands. It's still yours. That's just my opinion. Um, okay, so here's a, here's the nations that are really Bitcoin friendly. And so it's the legality of Bitcoin by country or territory. And so based upon this map here, we can see a lot of these green nations at the bottom. And so this is uh so legal tender status is, as of now, it's only one. <laughs> so this, uh, this map here, it shows just El Salvador all by itself. Let me zoom in a little bit. So as of now, this little gold area represents the only country on the planet where legal tender status is dedicated towards Bitcoin. And so as of now, as of yesterday, 24, 48 hours ago, it is legit one country. But yet we're going to have all these countries here moving real soon if 
this adoption push continues on and if it's genuine then i think a lot of nations will jump on board to the bitcoin train while the eastern hemisphere and hemisphere sticks with the gold while the europeans and all the oligarchy families and too big to fail banks still are screaming about sdr so it's going to be a nice little um shifting of power down the line but who will win that's my question to you i want to find out right now from you guys who do you think is going to win this battle will it be the sdr crowd will it be the gold crowd or will it be the bitcoin crowd i want to make sure i get your thoughts on that so let's talk let's open up the phone lines and hear what you have to say about all of this so give me a call let's talk i'm curious to hear what you think what else did i am i missing what did i not mention feel free to let me know i want to make sure i get your point you know get help you get your point in and so Let's talk, people, or highlight at Rethink in a Dollar, and I'll jump on the question if I can. Uh, Shane over Facebook says, legal tender law, this is not something you want. Um, right. But based upon El Salvador's actions yesterday by basically adding an additional currency unit now in the form of Bitcoin to competition to their law as a competitor or a an assistant to dollars, it's what a lot more governments will look to do. And as I mentioned in the last video yesterday, it's all a setup, and I believe, for the discussion of digital assets so that more central banks now can go to the table and start discussing the need to add to the to their law the words digital currency referring to CBDCs, not Bitcoin. But we'll see. Hello, Carl. What's your name? We call it from? Hello, Mike. This is Casey from Fort Worth, Texas. Casey, how you doing, my friend? What's on your mind? Give me a quick thought. Um, as far as the the new, the new world reserve currency, it's at least going to be the SDR. Mm-hmm. The IMF created it in 1969, and two years later, uh, you know, obviously two years later, Nixon took the 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 dollar off the gold standard. So right. they seen where this was going with the Great Deal Society and the Vietnam War. Yeah, and they they knew where this was going. Uh, almost 60 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I personally think it's going to be um, backed by gold. I think with, I, I think how it's going to play out, it's going to crash and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then, you know, all the nations will get together and say, we have an idea. We're just going to back it by gold and, and this and that. Yeah. And and um, it's going to be at least, a, it, it, it's going to be the SDR. They, they've been planning it for years. And yeah. Now, you know, Russia, mm-hmm. China, have trillions and not only that the imf is the the fourth biggest holder of gold, of gold so they're not you know they 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 want all that gold for a reason yeah and, um, now, also, now um, the 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 s the like so the imf being the as you mentioned the fourth largest holder um yes. that's what we've been told by the world gold council now i will question that because that's just what they want us to know because we don't know what really what China's sitting on. So as of now, the U.S. is still number one. But I mean, do you actually believe they're still number one, given the fact they haven't added well, any no, gold no. in they, fifty years? If anybody owns, if anybody owns those eight times, it's either China or the IMF. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm confident it's the SDR. It's been the game for, like I said, almost sixty years. And also, um, I kind of wanted to comment on a couple of things. Yeah, go ahead, real quick. I watched one of your videos about. Uh, I think it was two days ago. There's a guy who asked. Uh, it was a biblical text, and he said, "People will be throwing their gold and silver in the streets." I think it's from Isaiah. But okay. anyways, yeah. That that to answer that question, 
that's talking about after the day of the Lord. That's mm-hmm. talking about after everyone is raptured. Yeah. Or not everyone, but the Christians are raptured. Right. And um, that, 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 that verse is talking about, um, you know, after the day of the Lord. And in between, from now and then, we're going to need, we're going to need precious metals. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, I just kind of want to throw that out yeah, there too. Definitely, my friend. Thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts on that. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So I'm curious to hear what you think. Where, where do we stand? What will be? So will the SDR win? And <sighs> everything appears to be locked in step with the SDR because that's what was that was already predetermined. But what I do believe is that perhaps some nations have gotten away from that game plan. And what I mean by nations, I'm referring more so to China and Russia because those are the only two nations that would have the power and the ability military wise to be able to say hold up you know we don't really want that we're going to do something a little different and then the reason i say that it might not be solidified just yet there could be several different currencies or several different several different measurements uh, of value that is recognized globally because the belt and road initiative i would imagine china will not allow more than 50 percent of the basket or whatever they use for that whole initiative and maritime and all that stuff dealing with africa they're not going to allow 51 percent a 51 percent attack on their on their global plan by giving more power to an sdr than what they're holding in their their vaults so that's why i believe that there's probably you know it's probably going to be the sdr true but yet how will china basically still be able to control the game as far as them running the show in their territory We'll see. Hello, caller. What's name? Where you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's your boy Johnny Litecoin. I haven't talked to you for for a while. Johnny, how you doing, man? What's going on with you, boss man? I'm doing good, man. I heard the topic. I was going to call last night, but I couldn't uh, talk. So I was like, man, I got to give Mike Shell a call one of these <laughs> nights. Um, good to hear from you. Wanted to say what's up, man. But um, I wanted to clue your audience in on something. Go ahead, give it to um, us. I don't know if they realize, but the Lightning Network. <laughs> was actually created to to run on U.S. dollars. Mm, okay. To send U.S. dollars. So, okay. you know, at the Bitcoin conference, there was like that Jack Mahler's guy that uh, announced the whole thing with El Salvador yeah. and he's going with that Stripe app. Yeah. So how that app works, and he's part of the Visa Fast Track program, mm-hmm. you connect a bank account and you don't you don't connect anything with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You just send dollars over the Lightning Network through your bank account. Mm. Now, will those dollars be actual, you know, commercial bank ledger style dollars or stable coin dollars or or what? No, right now it's just regular dollar. You can link any bank account mm-hmm. and you could send dollars over this Lightning Network. Now you, it's. It's secured by Bitcoin. It's the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Bitcoin yeah. is a settlement layer. Yeah. So where I think all this is going, I think Bitcoin in the end is going to back the U.S. dollar. And, and Senator Cynthia Loomis mm-hmm. said that at the Bitcoin conference this past weekend. Yeah. So you're so you so what you're saying is the Bitcoin is going to win, and the U.S. government and Federal Reserve. And so where's the Federal Reserve fitting all this? They're going to just say, okay, sure. We'll jump on they board or what? I think it's all a, I think it's all a game right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's playing their part. They got a little actors coming out. You saw Trump come out earlier in the week and say his thing, and you're seeing um, the other lady. I can't think of her. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. She came out. So they're sending the actors <laughs> out 
to yeah. fool us. I think personally they love Bitcoin mm-hmm. and they're going to be the backing in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, if you actually you heard Michael Saylor was on Hannity last night. Yeah. He said U.S. dollar isn't going anywhere. People are going to be sending U.S. dollars across mobile phones all over the world, and it's going to be secured by Bitcoin. Obviously, that's the Lightning Network. Yeah. Well, hey, we will see, man. So what, what country do you think is next with this legal tender of Bitcoin uh, added? Uh, I think probably another like Central American country or maybe like a South American country because I think it seems to be um, – hot in that area right now so i guess keep our eyes on there and uh just keep your eyes out i guess for uh more false flags of them sending out (laughs) these actors that we call politicians to tell us the story right (laughs) hey man appreciate you calling (laughs) my friend good to hear your voice as always we gotta connect again yeah yeah sounds good mike thanks for thanks for uh taking my call man have a good one you guys you too bye-bye yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. So the Lightning Network. So we got a person uh, that believes Bitcoin is going to uh, continue to progress and, and really disrupt some things. So, yeah, and, and that's where it's it's going to be interesting to see, man, because I believe that uh, as of now, there might be more than one. And that'll be that's what we can all hope for, that the SDR doesn't win. Bitcoin is pushed to the side somehow, some way. And then gold is, you know, locked in the vaults forever, not able to make its uh, appearance above ground, i.e. with silver as well. And we're literally trapped into the same system. So I'm hoping for something that is disruptive for whatever it is, as long as it's disruptive and gives people a chance to have some form of privacy, some form of lifestyle outside of uh, solely digits. You know what I'm saying? I would be good with that. So but anyway, let's talk, people. Give me a call. Phone lines are open or share your two cents in the chat. And we can make it work. I'll check in right here. It says Bitcoin exposing all politicians. Warren, who said they were for the people. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren, she's a bought and paid for a puppet. Think about this. Most of the people who are screaming and crying against anything, their only solution is more government, more taxes. So people can pay so that the rich can pay their fair share. Elizabeth Warren is definitely a millionaire. Uh, what's his name? Uh, um, what's the other guy? The old guy forgot his name. Anyway, he's a millionaire. They've been in politics now 30, 40 years on a six-figure salary. They've been able to accumulate a lot of stuff because they don't spend anything, and they got special interests in their pockets, so they're good. So these people won't even be alive long enough to see the damage they've done in this country, unfortunately. So we'll see. So Jordan looks like he says Mexico or Cuba might be, I guess, next on the, on the, uh, on the Bitcoin train. And so, yeah, so most people may not know, but Cuba... They had two currencies. They had the kook and their uh, peso. And as as of January 1st, they got rid of the 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 kook, which I think if that's saying it correctly, which is the, the currency that was back one for one with a dollar. And they basically when they took that currency away, they left the other domestic currency with in the people's hands and automatically is devalued. People literally had to turn in their kooks for the original Cuban peso and the Cuban peso. You believe me, people, that boy is it's trash. <laughs> so just within, you know, uh, uh, just like that January 1st, bam, people got that much poor. Cuba's a beautiful country, but they got robbed. So the chance of the Cuban 
regime or a group of individuals. I don't want to use the word regime. That's something that the, the Western Hemisphere use. But the Cuban people, even though uh, Castro stepped down and supposedly turned it over to somebody else, uh, we, we'll see. It'll be great for the Cuban people to have options because as of right now, all they got is the peso and probably not as many dollars as they want. So, uh, so George said, Cuban paying attention, close attention to all this. All uh, we got here from Paul says projected China and Russian population unchanged, but countries holding gold projected depopulation by 2025. Where does the wealth go when dead? Paul, um, that is a good point. That is a great point. And that's where that whole theangel.com, where they say by 2025, the U.S. in particular will be short of one third of its population. I think it was one third or two thirds. And so think about that. And of course, a lot of this, a lot of that stuff has to do with this current this current experimentation of you know injecting experimental stuff into bodies i think that will be the catalyst that does away with a good portion of the population because of the unknowns nobody knows what's going to happen beyond six months and of course you got booster shots coming pretty soon so uh that stuff right there i believe will be the primary driver of the mass reduction in population unfortunately and then you're going to have the, the, who's the most susceptible to all that? It happens to be the baby boomers, the the generation that is old the most. They're they're old a continuous payout for the rest of their lives from either the pensions or all the because the baby boomers are the first uh, recipients of the four hundred one k concept, which started in nineteen seventy four by mistake, and so the baby boomers are the ones right now withdrawing, and so I think that's a good way for the government the way they see it in some twisted way of, of alleviating a lot of their cost by basically taking care of half the population, then that right there will leave basically just the generation Y and Z that owe nothing, own nothing, have nothing. And it, it's easier to enslave that generation because they already don't have anything and they're already heavily in debt. So uh, it, it'll be easy to pull that off. You'll own nothing. And I guess the younger generation, generation X and Z, Y and Z, they'll be happy because they'll have something possibly. So, yeah. Oh, man, that is some sick stuff, baby. Um, Renee says, we need a European country to adopt. Then it will move Bitcoin's needle. <sighs> what country would it be would be the question. It, would ne- it wouldn't be any of the – it would be like a, a Eastern Scandinavian country, like a – let me look at the map real quick. Let me look at the map. That's the best way to look at this because I don't see it being a leading G20 nation. That's for sure because I don't think they'll be able to pull that off with ease. And let me find my map here. Where my map go? So let's just look at this map real quick. Let me zoom out. Let me try to zoom out a little bit and look at this map if I can. And we can kind of play around with this a little bit because I, I think it's just, it's it's interesting, it's entertaining. And so here's a map here, and this is the countries that favor Bitcoin as of now. This is from Wikipedia, and of course, the only country that has legal tender status happens to be this or- yellow right here, this orange rather, El Salvador. So if we were to go over here, it had to be one of these countries. I can see Norway, Finland, you know, Amsterdam. Yeah. Belgium, Amsterdam, that could be that could be that country that would accept Bitcoin because they got they're very loose and free and extremely far left type of country over there. So I could see it being Belgium, me personally. But I'm open for all ideas. Um, It says like Georgia legalizing marijuana, Europe will be led by uh, will be dead. Alas, adopting Bitcoin. I don't doubt it. 
Koinistan. <laughs> Never heard of that one. Uh, get India on board. Um, India. Yeah, so India, I think their citizens overall probably are the best prepared for a monetary reset because gold is a part of their culture. And there's so much I've, I've done articles and there's so much gold in the people's hands as a part of their wedding customs and just their love for jewelry. And so they actually I, I haven't gone there, but, uh, you know, see videos. They got, you know, streets full of gold shops. Gold is just everywhere over there. So um, they'll be fine no matter what, I think. They'll be in a bit. They'll be probably in the best position to reboot after a reset when it comes to you know whatever the Indian rupee might be price and gold terms. So um, Jordan says Romania or Ukraine. Ben says the Swiss. Uh, ben, I doubt the Swiss just because the Swiss is lock and step with the uh, push for the CBDCs. And actually, let me um, I'll share with you an article that was put inside of the discord. Let me see if I can find it real quick. So here is a uh, copy of this link here. So here's an article here because all the developed nations, all of the G20, especially they are all talking CBDCs. And so BIS, Swiss, French central banks team up for a CBDC project. Jura from saying that correctly. So that lets me know the Swiss is CBDC first. And B, 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 BTC will be for private use only. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Hi, Mike. Uh, I'm going to remain anonymous if that's okay. No problem. What, uh, what, I'm calling from the UK. From the UK. Uh, What's up, my friend? Give me a quick thought. Big, big, big fan of yourself. Um, just want to remind everyone to get their weight up. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, what I'm what I'm calling in today okay. uh, is to remind all you Americans. Mm -hmm. You revolted against us British mm -hmm. for a very small tax on tea. Mm -hmm. From what we were told. Very small. It was three pennies on a pound. Yeah. A pound of weight. Uh-huh. So, um, essentially as well, um, just just remember that uh, to, to get, the, get out the good book mm -hmm. and to know that the borrower is always slave to the lender. Correct. So, buy some silver. Thank you very much, Mike. All right, my man. Very much appreciate it. Appreciate you for calling in. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Yes, the borrower is slave to the lender. And as of now, just and I, was, I posted something on Twitter today <laughs> uh, that I think it bears repeating. And it has a lot to do with uh, just the fact that at this current moment with the currencies we use, we're all servants of the issuer of our currency. And so let me pull this up here. And uh, they actually, oh, I'm streaming on uh, Twitter right now. I didn't know that. So, I, so streaming live on Twitter as well. So for those that are, if you're not on Twitter, go follow on Twitter and uh, subscribe to RTD on Twitter. And I'll subscribe back and then feel free to share some of the articles. But I actually put this little tweet here. Uh, let me see here. It says, if a new Federal Reserve note was never created again, the monetary system would implode. It says if they keep creating reserves and currency, the system explodes. There's no way out of the monetary trap. You can shield yourself for now, but there's no escaping. Do you agree or do you disagree? And so somebody replied, said once they agree and once they agree and says, you know, start stacking. And they shared a picture of their stack there. So more power to you. But uh, that's one of the things where we're literally in a monetary trap to where 
and it's all it is about the fact that we're eight eight trillion dollars on the Fed balance sheet, and there's just a small amount in comparison to where they're going to take this to keep this thing going. So there will be the continuation of reserves and currency created. If not, everything would implode from the inside out because the only way a debt can be played off from yesterday is to create new currency tomorrow to pay off the interest of the yesterday's debt. And then if they stop printing, that's all she wrote because no debt could be paid, repaid. And then if they continue to do what they're doing, they're going to inflate away your purchasing power now. So the only thing you can do is take your remaining purchasing power of whatever it is that you value and put it into something that is outside of their control that they can't print easily. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, that's just me, man. Anyway, so let's keep talking. Phone lines are open. I want to hear from you guys. What will win the day? Will SDR still claim itself as a supreme reserve asset? Will gold disrupt it? Or will Bitcoin steal the thunder? I'm curious to hear what you guys think. So let me know. Let's keep it moving. Uh, give me a call. Phone lines are available. And as for those that are tuning in, I want to make sure I make it a, make you guys aware that at this little screen and dot here, uh, text RTD to 866-521-8277. Join the text line there, and then I'll be able to communicate with you right before the show. I'll send out a text so everybody can get notified, so everybody can just click on and log on and not wait for the YouTube bail, because if you don't get it regularly, you don't you might not get it at all. And so trying to take back a little bit of control into my own hands so that I can basically be able to reach out to you guys directly. So, but uh, yeah, it says, Hey Mike, uh, do you think the reason they can't reopen the economy fully is because of money velocity? Would it also kill the currency? Scott, um, great question there. Uh, and so my primary thought on them not wanting to reopen and trying to slow back into it is the fact that, Reopening outright, it all has to do with uh, the vaccination process. They don't want people to get back to the idea that everything is normal so that it so people feel like they don't have to go participate in this whole health you know, shamble stuff. And so when it re reopens, depending on you know, different segments of the country will be you know, responding differently because up here in the north, by the time it fully reopens, we're going to be entering into the fall. It gets cold, get winter, things shut down. And so everything I think is predicated on the whole vaccination process. And so they wanted to open up with the idea of more people getting vaccinated and incentivizing people, you know, joints for jabs and, you know, burgers for jabs and haircuts for jabs and all that stuff like that. So the goal is jabs first and in accordance to this whole structured plan that they have in mind. And so they're not even concerned about the velocity because I think this whole inflation narrative is deliberate and intentional. Inflation's always been here. The real numbers of inflation is well above the current today's announcement of last May or, or the last month of 5%. We've already been at 8 9%. And then just look at the mandate of the Federal Reserve. It's 2% mandate every year, which is compounding inflation. And just to, you know, mention how compound what it, what compounding inflation looks like, it looks like this is what compounded inflation looks like. Like we were taught to set aside funds for compound interest, but yet compound inflation always wins because it's slow, it's quiet, and it's stealth. It creeps up on you. You don't know what's happening. You work hard, you save, you put it in the bank, they give you 0.01% while the Federal Reserve really is paying the banks 1%, 2%, and they're pocketing that. And the cost 
of actual goods and service in the economy is closer to seven, eight, nine percent. So you're already losing negative seven percent of your purchasing power. That's some serious stuff. So um, I think the velocity of money of currency when it does pick up, if it does pick up, then that will be a problem. But yet, for some reason, I don't think the velocity will be picking up just because I think a lot of this stuff with the repo market is, is factored into that. And the fact that the two big to fill banks are over liquid, liquid, they're over liquidified, if that's a word. <laughs> so I don't see the velocity picking up because people always want that cushion and people who actually park funds in the bank until there's a crisis and the Fed is forced to go negative or real negative rates squeak below zero percent to like point negative point you know oh 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 one or something like that then people won't really run to the bank to get cash so i think it'll buy them time to roll out the cbdc so like this summer this fall there's going to be some legislation on changing the legal tender laws incorporating the words digital currency into it so they can say hey we got the authority now we got the framework as a part of our new federal reserve act clause Let's get ready to roll that out simultaneously when with with dollars, with the commercial bank reserves. They're going to have all three together, the reserves, the currency and the CBDCs just to smooth this thing out, barring there being no type of hiccups in the system. So I don't think the velocity of money will pick up um, just because I don't think that's going to be a valid way of determining the level of inflation because they've already determined they want to paint the narrative that we're at five percent, six, four percent, two percent overshooting. They told us they want to overshoot for several years, which means certain items are going to heat up. But it's not because of the price. I think it's because of the deliberate withheld withholding of supply causing issues like, you know, people mentioned already, like the lumber. There's more than enough trees out here. There's more than enough lumber out here. You know, trees are still plentiful. Therefore, lumber is still plentiful. But yet certain companies are not selling it. And then another point somebody mentioned the other day is that perhaps a lot of companies is like, hey, with all this my, you know, monopoly currency hitting the streets. Why would we continue to sell real items for m monopoly money? Let's hold back a little bit and just raise our current prices with the limited supply we're willing to sell, and we'll wait till either prices go up or, you know, something else. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, David says, Mike, have you commented on the Sarjasar could happen? Back the CBDC with metals. I don't think they'll, they'll go to. Uh, I don't think they'll go with an unbacked CBDC. Um, who are so okay? So Nassar Jassar, I never jumped on board with it because the source of the information is skeptical at best. Because the Nassar Jassar narrative played very well with the idea of you know Trump getting a second term and he you know he put in the law all this stuff that was going to break basically bring back sound money and that's going to give the American people you know a big chunk of change in gold and silver. So I didn't never dive down our rabbit hole just because there's nothing else. To, that validates that to me there's a you know there's a lot of people out there speaking on that but here we are six months i haven't seen anything that really leads to the fact that this current administration is real especially around the watch the capital area i'm hearing there's a lot of stuff happening right now for whatever reason the, the election is over with six months over it why are the capital still surrounded in troops and all that other stuff because i believe we're already in martial law and you know the military or whoever else is in control and not this current administration. So Congress might just low key be acting, uh, not fully acting in the best interest of American people. So, but I don't believe in that. Nassar Jassar, if it's real, if it's real, that'd be great. I would love to get back to something sound, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that. So that's just my two cents on that. 
But feel free to let me know what you guys think. RTD, have you noticed in Detroit people not wearing any masks anymore? I know in West Michigan people are not really wearing the masks in stores anymore. Jordan, um, so once the CDC said what they said, people really dialed back literally the next day. But then last day or two, you know, my wife mentioned that, you know, for whatever reason, there's a new there's there's some type of new something here. So I had a, um, one of my cousins sent me an article saying that there was one the first case of some type of something. It's not a variant, but it's something related to a health scare that the media want to push out there. And so after I saw that and then my wife mentioned she was in a store the other day and saw people all of a sudden wearing their masks like the same people who worked here were not the day before, but they're starting to wear it again. So I, I think it's hit or miss. But one thing I have noticed is that the CDC with their guidelines now, they're trying to divide the public from those that are visibly participating as far as fully participated. You know what I mean? From those who are not interested in participating, you can't take off your mask yet. So it'll be a visible. It'll be visible whether or not you believe in this or not, whether you're going lock and step with this or not. And if you're not, you're going to be looked at as outcast. And then come this upcoming flu season. I think all heck will break loose because we're going to start seeing some of the real side effects of people having had their genome altered with the synthetic creation of these proteins and bodies that once again, I'm hearing is is toxic in nature. So we're going to find out, but um, the mask, I am still seeing some of them, but on, on average, I'm not really seeing them myself. King D says, and sorry, it's from a book in 1999 called The Drain the Swamp. Not real. So I didn't know that. But if that is true, a book called Drain the Swamp, didn't it? Didn't Trump run upon Drain in the Swamp? I'm not quite sure what he drained. He did disrupt. He did shake up some things, but maybe that was just what he was told to do. And so another thing I want to mention, um, gold and silver is legal tender in Texas. That's good stuff, James. And then speaking of which. James, I appreciate you for bringing that to my attention because I had something here to share on Texas. And so there's something that came out of Texas today, which is also beneficial for. uh, Let me see if I can find it. I put it up here. Did I pull up here? Maybe I did not. But anyway, today, Texas announced that they are allowing state chartered banks to custody digital assets. So not only is legal tender gold and silver, Texas has their own gold or metals depository. And I think they either recall back some of their reserves for their pension funds back into their vaults. We'll see. I don't know if it got delivered or not from New York. It might have been one of them things. We'll get it to you in two, three, four, five years, which means it's not there. And then to have crypto uh, assets being able to be held by state chartered institutions, which means Texas is basically solidifying themselves to basically be able to secede from the union if they wanted to. And I know there's a bill in place for Texans to uh, Congress to you know eventually vote on whether or not they leave the union. And I think Texas might be able to do that because they got their own depository. They could, they, they doing anything as far as their bank and gold and silver. Everybody in Texas know what gold and silver is, the true value of it. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, <laughs> Trump is a hybrid to swamp creatures. And so, yeah, what really, uh, what really got me, uh, what really caught me, not what really just shocked me, was the art the the video press release that Trump did yesterday? It was very timely. It was right in t- right on time to bash and to shine a little bit of negativity onto the crypto space, in particular Bitcoin. When he was asked on live attention what what his thoughts was on Bitcoin, and he said, it, "I think it's a scam." Knowing damn well 
um, there's more to the equations than just calling it a scam. When you got countries adopting it, when you got people around the world excited about it, uh, you know, I haven't seen much to really validate a scam just yet. Hold off there, Mr. Former President. But I think that was something he was told to do because he hasn't been too vocal on anything else. He ain't mentioned gold. He ain't mentioned silver. And he mentioned that the stock market is too high. That's why he's not investing. But he ran upon the last three years of like, you know, all those times where he said your portfolio is doing so well. And, you know, you know, under my watch, gas prices are low. And, you know, if it wasn't for me, you guys, you know, your stock portfolios would be down right now. And then he did prophesy. <laughs> and let's see if this is correct. He did say that under Biden's watch, we're going to see the greatest crash like we've never seen before in human history. So uh, we'll see if that's still in the making under Biden's watch. And so let me actually see if I can find a video real quick, because uh, if I can find it, I'll play it for you guys. So you can see, uh, let me see if I can, man, why are you going to show it to me now? Let me, give me, let me see if I can find this video real quick, because it, it just plays into how Trump was always a hype man. And, you know, he was a better hype man than all the outright puppets that we had as presidents beforehand, including the one now. But I never was willing to just say this guy was going to be the savior for the for our country. And I don't really I don't think, you know, a lot of people still saying he's coming back. Uh, let me <laughs> say, let me I'm going to actually play some. Let me yeah, I'm going to play something real quick. And uh, I think this is funny. Or not funny, but this is just some of the stuff I'm talking about. The worst revival of an economy since the Great Depression. And believe me, we're in a bubble right now. And the only thing that looks good is the stock market. But if you raise interest rates even a little bit, that's going to come crashing down. So stop right there. He said we're in a big fat bubble and everything is whatever. And the stock market in the stock market, once again, using the stock market as a measurement of value as well as wealth for the, for the people itself, because only the working class are really dependent upon a stock market outright for their financial futures, while the uber wealthy 1%, they own the shares and they own enough to, they don't really rely upon the, you know, a retirement portfolio. But he said that uh, it's going to crash type of thing. So this, this is interesting. Let's listen this, this a little bit more to this. In a big, fat, ugly bubble. And we better be awfully careful. And we have a Fed that's doing political things. Jerome Powell of the Fed. The Fed is doing political by keeping the interest rates at this level. And believe me, when they raise interest rates, you're going to see some very bad things happen because the Fed is not doing their job. It's the next recession. Recession. Recession will be. Will be a recession. We're going to hit a recession. The date of the next recession. A U.S. only recession typically lasts eight to ten months, but a lot of things about this particular one have not been typical. So a crash is coming now, whether it's six months from now, 12 months, 36 months, no one knows. I go to bed every night. I dream of another recession. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a big, fat, ugly bubble. We better be careful. Yeah, but then he ran upon the fact that the stock market, the stock market is at an all-time high. And he said, you need to thank me for that type of stuff. So remember, remember all that stuff like that? That's all the stuff that just really had me just really questioning um, all the stuff this guy was talking about. But that was just me. Anyway, let's keep moving. I, got a, I had another Trump that I wanted to play, but I can't seem to find it. It was a... It was a good one. Let me see, President. Let me see if I can find it. No, I can't find it. Let me see if this is it. 
Nope, I don't see it. But anyway, it was a lot. Of, I got a lot of good ones, man. I just, you know, I was always suspicious. Just like I'm suspicious of cryptocurrency, I've been suspicious of uh, the former administration as well. But anyway, let's get ready to dial back, people. It has been great hanging out. Let me, um, let me see here. I miss anything. Trump ran on the stock market being a bubble and then touted it as soon as he was elected. He also ran on the jobs numbers being rubbish, but touted those two after he be, got elected. Right. So you could tell he was a politician, man. He was, but mind you, Donald Trump, he is an actor. Like, he don't forget he did have a, his own show. So that's something to remember. He was not like, you know, outright just an average Joe from the streets who grew up in the, you know, in the inner city neighborhoods. You know, he grew up on, you know, it was spoon in his mouth. Mark Carl Art, appreciate the love offer, my friend. It says, today's the day for salvation. Christ Jesus, John 14, 6. Keep up the great work. Uh, great job, Mike. Appreciate your love offer, my friend. Thank you for being a blessing. All right, people, with that being the case, getting ready to dial back. And as always, I want to end on some good news here. And I think that def definitely does it, Mark. Um, yeah, today is the day of salvation, my friend. Jesus is Lord. And despite all the stuff that we're talking about here, you know, this is just some practical responses to natural circumstances but underneath all that the spiritual element is that christ is king and we know that there's an enemy out there trying to uh hijack and pretend to be and trying to deceive humanity into thinking that you know the the ways of the flesh and the ways of life and the cares of life are, are what is what is all about and it's not it's literally all about producing fruit for the kingdom of god and that's what we're called to because at the end of the day the greatest currency that we all have is our faith and in particular, if it's if it's in Christ, it's um, it's uh, it's 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 founded upon a rock. And then, of course, the greatest asset on the planet is the human soul. That's what this is all about. Satan's literally trying to make sure a lot of people, humanity, does not make it towards their promise of inheriting eternal life through Jesus Christ. So once we know what real currency is, which is faith, and what this is all about, makes it put things into perspective a little bit, because we all know that everything we're experiencing now is just temporary in nature, but there'll come a day when uh, we'll be able to really uh, celebrate and to be with our creator. So that being the case, people, I want to end on that good note there, and hopefully that was a little bit of encouragement to somebody out there. If we have any believers, you know, hit that thumbs up button, share your support. And then if you are interested, what I like to close out with is some little prayer, basically giving props to what props are due, because if it wasn't for saving grace, we'll all be in trouble. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening with the RTD community. We pray that all the people that are listening to my voice, Father, that you bless them, that you uplift them right now, Father, that you give them wisdom and guidance and understanding to operate in your best interests. Allow them to be vehicles to be used for your righteousness done on this earth, Father. Your word says that whenever two or more are gathered in your name, you're in the midst of them. And Father, right now we celebrate you and thank you for you being you because you are King and Lord. And we thank you, Father, for all that you have finished already. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Holy One. Amen. All right, people. That's all she wrote. That is all she wrote. And as always, it's great to be able to connect. Appreciate you guys for spending time with me. And then once again, the number to connect uh, for the text line to be notified directly by me via text message before we go live. Text RTD to 866-521-8277. And you'll be called to speed that way. And then also I want to make sure you guys know uh, for those that want to take advantage of what might be the cheapest most valuable asset on the planet and uh, what i'm talking about of course is that good old weight there you can uh, support the channel as well as get something in your possession that will be the equivalent of you reaching into your future 
and bringing purchasing power unrealized into your pocket right now with uh, some silver, whether it be this or whatever else. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, if you want to be a blessed to the channel, support the channel with the, the medals or just support it with a thumbs up and a share. That'll be just as fine. But anyway, people, be blessed, be safe. And as also, for those who are interested, any business people out there in the country want to partner with me and collab, I'm trying to open up something here for people who are interested, for my business owners out, out there. So something worthwhile if you're interested. But other than that, people, be blessed, be safe. Peace.